Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Monday, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by Bo Brock, live at the PHNX studios in downtown Phoenix. And Bo, we've had roughly 24 hours to digest yet another home loss for the Arizona Cardinals. Where does everything stand here on a Monday? No, man, it's uh, it was a stinker, right? And Cliff Kingsbury in less than 24 hours is he feels like he's on to Carolina already. He took a page out of Bill Belichick's playbook. And probably the only thing that they can share is the on to Cincinnati cliche. He's on to Carolina. Cliff Kingsbury said he's, he's he strongly believes that if this Arizona Cardinals team can even things up at two and two, they're in a pretty strong position. And I mean, we looked at this this schedule before the season and you kind of started to do the wins and losses and a murderer's row that it was in the first three games out of the gate. If they can get to two and two, yeah, things will look a lot better. I mean, and just like after the Raiders game, a dub is something that can fix a lot of the things that are ailing the Arizona Cardinals. We've got some injury updates, but look, this team needs to play better football. They continue to press on coming out and playing a little bit faster, getting off to better starts. And we haven't seen that through three weeks so far. No points in the first quarter. So, look, actions are going to have to be louder than words here with this Cardinals team going forward because nobody's buying in now to the press uh, clippings that are coming out of Tempe or Glendale. Love this low-tone component. We just want good football, right? And I think that's where many of the fans are at at this point. Like Bruce Arians used to win ugly. This team would just take a dub any way we can get it. Blake Duffield in the comments. Man, it's disappointing that we had, meaning the Cardinals, the edge in yards, time of possession, and still didn't come away with a win. Defense bailed out, and we shut them out, and yet still took the L. Ben, uh, what's up, boys? That's a rough one. Hopefully we can get it together next week. I like the optimistic approach and keep that winning streak against Baker and finally take down Carolina. And and that's where a lot of our focus is going to be as we progress throughout the week. We're hoping to bring on some special guests to be able to provide some insight maybe as to why Carolina is so good against the Cardinals with Matt Rule. But I think, Bo, going back to the struggles of the first quarter for this team, that to me is is the most shocking part offensively. Defensively, we all knew it might have been ugly to start the year. The offense was going to have to carry the workload. And what do you say to the fans that are like, well, you're supposed to open up games scripted. That should be your, your best plays, right? Those should be the plays that you feel like you have the most confidence in, 10 to 12 play drives. 
it feels like the scripted plays for the Cardinals are not working, and then the Cardinals are forced to adjust. Kyler Murray has to play backup or catch up, I should say, hero ball late in the games. Like it's it's opposite of how it should work, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just gonna. T- we're undergoing some technical difficulties here. I'm having a tough time hearing Johnny, so Johnny's gonna have to take over as we figure out what's going on here in the studio. No we'll be problem. right back with you guys. Let's get some more comments here. So who is it an indictment of that we always come out of the gate slow, Cliff or the team not being prepared? Folks, I would say, Blake, it is it is on Cliff. It's the head coach. That's his job to get the team ready to go. Like, we can complain about Steve Kime. We can complain about Vance Joseph. When you're the head coach, you are the CEO of the team, right? You're involved. You've got your fingers in everything. You look at a team like Jacksonville that for 24 months, was the laughing stock the NFL? They get the right coach in there with Doug Peterson. It's a different operation overnight. Largely the same players. And I think that's what's frustrating Bo Brock as he returns to the show. Cliff Kingsbury does not have this team ready to go every Sunday. And I was mentioning earlier, Bo, the best offense really for a lot of teams is that scripted 10 to 12 plays at the beginning yeah. of the game. The Cardinals, that that's not working. I, I have no idea how to defend Cliff on that. Right. It's tough. It's tough to to defend Cliff Kingsbury in that situation where he, he's supposed to be this offensive guru, guru and, and his offense comes flat out of the gates each and every game. But I will say this. I, I don't see a whole lot of execution from the players out there. And it's not Cliff Kingsbury on third and two on the opening drive forcing Kyler Murray to throw the ball to A.J. Green at 34 years old against one of the best or the best corner in the league in Jalen Ramsey. I mean, when you've got Zach Ertz streaking across the field, who's got a first down, and you can move the chains. like I, and, and throughout the game yesterday, Johnny, I mean, it, it, Ertz was included in this. A.J. Green's included in this. James Conner, Eno Benjamin, Andy Isabella on that third down play where he stopped running his route. It's lack of execution from these players. And yep. the coaching staff should take some blame for that as well. Look, I, I just don't understand the disconnect right now. But I think that, and I've, I've felt this way at the end of last season, I thought that there were a lot of plays that were left out on the field and it was a lack of execution for the most part by the guys, who, the 11 guys out there going for the Arizona Cardinals on offense or on defense. Smash the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Greatly appreciated. More comments here. A lot of people on the Sean Payton bandwagon. Hey, listen, I, I, I don't discredit that idea. Let's just maybe wait October, November, December, reassess where this team is. I don't think this team is even close, Bull Brock, as we talked about in the postgame yesterday, to firing Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury is a 500 coach right now in the NFL. He's got a chance to even his team out at 500 this Sunday. And I look at a team like Philadelphia, right? And they fast-tracked their rebuild. They're a contender. They made the playoffs last year. And I know people maybe not want to hear this. How'd they do that? They beat all the teams they were supposed to beat. They didn't win any games. And, you know, maybe as an underdog, they, they went nine and eight. They made the playoffs, right? Cardinals are going to need to pull something like that out of their ass this season. But right now, because they, they do not stack up well with the LA Rams, who were admittedly not at their best yesterday. But you take care of business. Again, we talked about it. Seahawks, Atlanta, Carolina. Suddenly, there's a lot of winnable games. The Chargers are falling apart. And the Cardinals get them. In November, that yeah. team may be done by then. We're talking about the Denver Broncos. They can't score points. Cardinals get them in December. Like, I, I just want to pump the brakes out of everything. Teams are losing critical players, right, mm-hmm. that you cannot replace. The Cardinals are without those players for obvious reasons, a la Hopkins, that they will get back. So I I feel like this is the first time where you can say to the fan base, I know Cliff's been bad late, late in years, dating back to Texas Tech, but there is reason to be hopeful given the reinforcements and given that 
a lot of these teams, there's no great team in the NFC. Like I love Philadelphia. This still, I, I would rather have Kyler Murray than Jalen Hurts. And what is their what is their coach ever proved in the NFL? Like every game is winnable. It's just can they execute? Yeah, I mean, take a look at the Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. That it was a shit box game, fourteen yeah. to twelve. There was no offense from two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And like, there's probably nobody calling for the head of, of the play callers there, taking as much shots as Cliff Kingsbury. And I'm not giving Cl- Cliff Kingsbury a no, pass. No, I mean, what he said today was he would rather face adversity now than down the road. And, and there, sure. there's some truth to that. But like, like I, I mean, a, a dub right now would be another defibrillate uh, shock to life for this for this team. As I, yeah. I, I, I skipped ahead of a word that I was gonna just botch myself but it would would, yeah because right now this offense is on life support and it needs to be shocked back to life and and we just saw how two solid quarters of play in an overtime can get you back in the good graces your fan base and can get the confidence back in that locker room but look it has to there has to be a proper week of preparation as well I mean that comes with this coaching staff having the right plan and the right plan out of the gates it's not you know, give credit to them to come out and play a little bit better in the second half because they've done that so far the last two games. Uh, but look, they they do have to buck this, and we've seen like the recipe for success for Cliff Kingsbury coach teams is is good starts. I mean, if you look at the how they started the season seven and zero, it was the team coming out of the gate, you know, forcing turnovers, getting sacks, and then the offense and Kyler Murray capitalizing on that. We just haven't seen that brand of football for far too damn long. Yeah, and I think you know if you're if you're the person that's telling me Cliff bad at the beginning of the season, we're not going to get you know him changing who he is late. You have every reason to think that we're never going to come on this show on this podcast and tell you how to think. And and if we want to go off facts, right now this team hasn't been a good team since last early December. But I also know they've lost one road game in the past eighteen months, and that was to the Detroit Lions when they basically mailed it in. Like there is reason to be optimistic. They have covered an outright one every game as a road dog, and I think almost 20 months. So they're, they're an underdog this weekend, two and a half against Carolina. You know, history says they're going to win this game. Now, will yeah. they? I don't know. We're going to talk about it throughout the duration of the week. Marcus in the chat. Offense is supposed to be our strength. I agree. Regardless of no Hopkins, we're in the bottom tier statistically. Well, here's what I'll say. We talked about it yesterday. Rondell Moore was a big piece of what they wanted to do. He yeah. was up and gone after the Thursday, the last Thursday practice, right? AJ Green, like you, uh, you can convince me. They made a gross, negligent error by bringing him back. We talked about it in March when they did it. However, they added Hollywood Brown, and Hopkins hadn't been suspended yet. And you had Rondell Moore. So he was almost like insurance. He wasn't going to play a ton this year. You had Zach Ertz in the fold. It wasn't like last year when he was your wide receiver, too, to begin the season. But we fast forward, and injuries have compounded everything, and suspensions have compounded everything. And now you have to put A.J. Green back in a position where he's starting and getting a large amount of targets, and he's terrible, and he's washed, and then he gets hurt. Like, the offense, I'm not giving it a pass because it cannot look this inept when you have Kyler Murray at quarterback. But when you take away all these pieces, this is what you're left with. Yeah. I mean, father time is inevitable. He 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 got AJ Green. Got him. He's done. It's, He's toast. It's over. It's done. And and I was one of those that say, hey, this is a I, I, is this a savvy signing? Bring him back after 800 plus yards, three touchdowns. I thought that in in the correct role, not wide receiver one slash two for this offense, but more like wide receiver three or four, just to make plays when when other you know your top wide receivers are rolling. That's the best fit. But look, I mean, he's. 
He's been looked upon the last two weeks for big plays. He's made one of them. He's made yeah. one. And, and and there's it's it's probably five or six opportunities to do that. It's just it, it's not enough. You're not seeing the consistency. You're seeing the rust. You're seeing the 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 zero benefit of how they conducted training camp in the preseason. And this team is playing catch up. And they now have zero margin for error going forward because it's regardless of how down the NFC is, you you still have to win football games and you have to win football games against teams that you should beat. The upcoming Sunday, week four, uh, which I did notice that is it's at actually going to be Cardinals don't have to play an early game. It's actually at one o'clock AZ time. Um, they're they're going to be taking on, you know, Baker Mayfield. Something's going to have to give as far as how Carolina operates here. They won six straight against the Cardinals, but Baker Mayfield's 0-2 against, against Kyler Murray. We'll see what gives there come Sunday, but you got to get that dub. I mean, it's the, what the Cardinals right now are me telling my wife I'm going to the gym and I'm going to get in shape for the first time in, in ever, right? It's like you can say you can say all the right things. Like Monday, it starts. I'm eating healthy. I'm going to the gym. Cardio, weights. You're going to get a new bow, and I do it for like a week, and it, then nothing sticks. Hey, but here's what I'll say. If the Cardinals went out and said and bought a Bowflex or a North Track <laughs> a la an Indomitian Sue, it would make Ooh. the fans feel better about that, right? Hey, honey, I got a Peloton, so at least he's making an effort. Steve Time, <laughs> the, the fans are pissed off because they didn't sign anybody. So it's like, go out and bring back Robert Alford. Sign some of these free agents. You let Jason Pierre-Paul go to Baltimore. They are not going to fix your problems, but they can help mend them. They, this team has two sacks in, two, in three games. Yeah. Zero interceptions. Like, at this point, when we talk about it, the season is in quarters plus one game. We always talked about 16-game season, 4-4-4-4. Four, 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 and four. You're about to conclude a quarter of the season after this Sunday, more or less, right? And if certain guys aren't getting it done, your pass rush is what it is. I mean, let's be honest. They got to the quarterback, uh, you know, one time yesterday. They didn't have too many quarterback hits. I mean, like Zayvon Collins blew that one play. But the pass rush, we're going to talk about it. We also want to talk about the injury situation, Bo Brock, as it relates to A.J. Green, bone bruise. Bone mm-hmm. bruise. Rashad Lawrence has a cast on his arm or his hand. He's going to be out. He actually, you told me he had surgery. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Zayvon Collins now? Zayvon Collins should be okay, according to his head coach. Cliff Kingsbury said that, uh, you know, there's no big deal. I saw Zayvon Collins say leaving the complex, and um, it, it just seems like it was something that impacted him during the game. Also, an update as far as Justin Pugh, you know, according to Cliff, he's day-to-day. But that okay. means, you know, he played the second half, and it seems like he's going to be a guy that you can – you know, rely upon come next Sunday against uh, Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers uh, in Charlotte. So it, not as bad as you initially thought. It's it's going to be a big loss for Rashard Lawrence because, you know, somebody who actually uh, from a draft class that's trending in the right direction, who's been playing a solid, his role solid for the Cardinals defense, he'll be missed. Uh, s- surgery on that hand. One thing, like he hasn't been placed on IR officially um, but maybe it might be with the, if he does, it's going to be a designation with of a return because he's playing inside. Like if you just get a hard cast, he might still be able to do what he does so well. It doesn't mean he has to, you know, intercept any footballs or anything like that. So we'll see what happens with Lawrence, but definitely out this week, Johnny. Sly, I don't. I think this is tongue in cheek. What about Simmons? What injury does he have? And I think he's alluding oh, to the fact that Isaiah Simmons played 16 snaps yesterday. Yet. You're messaging me during the press conference today with Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff's like, hey, he played great two games in a row. Oh, really, Cliff? He was the eighth overall pick, and he played about 30% of the snaps yesterday in a a game in which you desperately needed his athleticism. You needed a a Pro Bowl-level linebacker to take over. 
And it's like, I'm looking at Ben Neiman and Tanner Vallejo and Nick Vigil. Where is Isaiah Simmons? Yeah. It, it, you, Cardinals fans, guys in the in the chat that are watching, or if you're listening on whatever podcast platform you listen to, uh, you're about to go Ken Dorsey, who went viral over the weekend by slamming his his iPad and just absolutely just throwing his uh, his offensive coordinator booth, just, just dismantling it. Because, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury said that, Isaiah Simmons has played well the last two weeks. They like him in his new role. They like him in his new role that the last two weeks he's played 15 and 16 snaps, respectively. The eighth overall pick of the 2020 draft, they are completely content with him playing 15 snaps a game. I, I mean, that's, that's, that's just completely head-scratching. That's, I mean, that's got to just send you into a frenzy uh, of frustration with Isaiah Simmons and the coaching staff acting and talking like they're content with that. That makes me want to throw up, as do <laughs> these numbers, Bo Brock. So I'm not sure if you heard this or not, but the Cardinals right now statistically are giving up the number one passer rating to a, a court, opposing quarterbacks Excuse me, at 118. And then on the flip side, right now, they have one of the worst statistical defenses against the run. Uh, I think they're giving up eight yards per carry that being Vance Joseph's defense. So Isaiah Simmons can't get on the field with that. Uh, I'm sorry. I know we played week one and it wasn't pretty, but right now they're tied for dead last with the Raiders in defensive sacks. According, opposing quarterbacks are having a field day and you can't play Isaiah Simmons. I just, I love Vance Joseph for what he's done for the Cardinals, what he did last year. That's just, that's malpractice defensively. You just can't, you're not going to win me over. I don't want to hear what you have to say about the situation. And I know we got GM Saul Bookman talking about Isaiah Simmons has to earn it, make plays, but they are so limited without him. I don't care about the, the, the issues and the inconsistencies. As long as he's not covering slot receivers, just let him be a, a missile, go after quarterbacks, right? Set the edge, let him rush the passer. I, this whole thing. I mean, right now, it's one of the biggest storylines of the year in the worst possible way, Bo Brock. I mean, he, the fact that his playing time is regressing from last year to now, it, it's it's just a complete indictment on on this organization from from Steve Keim to to Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury for everybody that's kind of letting this happen and, and happen and and then say, hey, we like what we've seen from him. He's working hard. He's playing well in his limited opportunities in his new role, a role that. You know, three weeks ago, he had the green dot because according to Vance Joseph, it makes sense because he's going to be on the field all the time. And now he's barely on the field, you know, of 15 snaps of, of 60 plus potential snaps. It's just not enough. And, you know, how, how do you if you're Steve Kime? I mean, we talked about how he might just take a flyer on his fifth year option. I don't even know if that's I don't even think that happens at this point. Why would you do that? Because of what he would be making and playing a bit part-time role. I mean, this is not, you know, even really reserve snaps. It's not even half the snaps. It's it's not worth whatever it would command for him to pick up that fifth-year option. You bring up a good a good topic of discussion I want to get to. Um, but first, I want to talk about, yeah, you can't put over-unders on Isaiah Simmons' snap count on DraftKings. But new customers can bet just $5.00. On any NFL team to win, they get $200 in free bets if they do. Listen, I had a good weekend uh, two weekends ago with DraftKings, made over 200 bucks, Dabbling, sprinkling on some parlays. Yesterday, it didn't go well. I may or may not have bet on the Cardinals. That was a mistake, but it's not a mistake for you. Everyone right now can go boost their winnings with DraftKings. Step up, same game parlays right now for every leg you add. You can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts. 
even bigger than ever. Why would you bet on football anywhere else? You wouldn't. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And Bo Brock, we celebrated DraftKings king of the game yesterday. Mr. Hollywood Brown, 14 catches, a buck 40. He looked great out there. It was kind of the, the lone bright spot for an Arizona Cardinals offense that couldn't find the end zone. Hollywood Brown was unbelievable. 14 catches, 140 yards. Very exciting to see the big acquisition of the offseason. Also something that's fun to see is our last Wednesday hang sessions at Four Peaks, which is coming down this Wednesday. Is that right? Is September already over? We got to wake up the guy from Green Day. Enjoy $3 kilt lifters. Wow pints when you mention that you're here with PHNX. When you go to Four Peaks and you're hanging out and you say, I'm here with the PHNX crew, Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, Frank Sanders, Damien Anderson, that means you get a $3 pint of kilt lifter or wow if you just mentioned that. Come hang out with us. Talk about this Cardinals team, what you like, what you don't like, what you don't like about Cliff Kingsbury or the way that they utilize or not utilize their rookie class. you got to be 21 years or older, of course, to enjoy that Four Peaks beer. And when you do enjoy it, enjoy it responsibly, Johnny. Absolutely. So you had mentioned time and potentially picking up or not picking up a fifth-year option. It got me thinking, because I've got this question a lot, you know, is Kime on the hot seat? Is Cliff Kingsbury on the hot seat? Kind of TBD. Do they get to operate as business as usual as it relates to future moves with this club? Trades, acquisitions. Like, do you believe Steve Kime right now, if this team falls to one and three, can go to Michael Bidwell and, and unload future picks for players to save this season? Do you believe that that is something that Michael Bidwell will say, yeah, go ahead. You've got a new contract or it's you know what, Steve? I don't know about this. You made this mess. You fix it. We'll reassess at the end of the year because that's an interesting dynamic for a mm -hmm. GM that has traded for a player each of the last three seasons during the season. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, could the Isaiah Simmons option get picked up for a future defensive coordinator that's not on the staff? I'd just be interested to, to pick your brain on that because it's not a situation that Kime has faced before. Right. No, he hasn't. But I, I think that as far as the trust between the owner and the GM, and this is not, it has nothing to do with you, what you think, what I think, what Johnny thinks. I think that Michael Bidwell trusts Steve Kime to do whatever he wants with this roster. So if that means trading future picks, I mean, but at this, at the same time, shouldn't we embrace it at this point? Like I, I'm no longer. Well, I want going, it to happen. I want right. the roster you want to, get him to say F them picks, right? You want him to go less need on it, right? Because we we've yesterday we saw five snaps from Trey McBride, we saw three snaps from Cam Thomas, and that was it as far as this rookie class was was concerned. Majay Sanders inactive. Uh, you had uh, who else was uh, Christian Matthew inactive. You had a couple guys on the practice squad. You got Dante uh, Johnson not yeah, playing. Yeah, 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 ain't happening. So maybe maybe you just embrace that that life as as far as f them picks from your general manager. I mean, the, the only reason, you, if you're Michael Bidwell, that you take pause is if you're thinking about him making a move, and he's not. I, I'll tell you that. I mean, they extended both Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime through 2027. At this point, this is a team that's not going to hit the panic button, and they're gonna they're gonna say, okay, let's let's not let's not just double down, let's triple down. And if that's the move they want to make, they'll make it. Steve Kime's been with his organization what since the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it's I mean, over 20 years. It's a long, it's a long time. Maybe, maybe too long. Uh, that's Everything, a conversation. Yeah, I mean, for you you watch like uh, House of the Dragon. Like he's 
he Steve Kime is Michael Bidwell's hand, right? Yeah. And, and he's loyal, more loyal than the damn hands get in that in that damn show. It's in no spoiler alert, but I think that Steve Kime he he's got free reign. What everything that Michael Bidwell knows about team building, he learned from Steve Kime. He, yeah. He's not going to get rid of his buddy. I'm not going to get rid of my buddy, Bo Brock, but I am going to talk about <laughs> pro football focus grades today. They were unveiled for uh, yesterday. And we like to dabble PFF. We like what they do. It's not the end all be all, but it's worth exploring if you're a Cardinal fan and uh, said interesting numbers, Bo Brock, to say the least. This is some notable week three PFF grades from week three against the uh, Los Angeles Rams. And of course, Hollywood Brown with the uh, breakout game that he had. No surprise, 76.6. Then you look at some of those other numbers. Not great from Zach Ertz, 49.2, dropped a touchdown. Ertz, they need him to be better. He missed part of training camp. Again, is he working his way back? I think the same could be said with somebody like Marcus Golden. But then here's something interesting. Devon Kennard, 75.9. I just saw somebody put in the chat, Devon Kennard has one tackle on the year. How, do, <laughs> how, how should we weigh this with Devon Kennard? We're going to talk about him later and trending up, trending down. But the man has no sacks. He's never close to the quarterback. But I think he does a decent job maybe setting the edge and a little bit dabbling in coverage. I know that Dennis Gardeck has a high number in coverage, but man, you look at this group and it's like, other than Watt and Zayvon Collins, you can't feel good about anything. What's going on defensively. No, I, I'm shocked to see Jalen Thompson as a 39 Byron Murphy at 40.6 after how well the team did as far as slowing down Cooper cup, 44 yards receiving. He did have the 20 yard reverse for the tutty, but yeah, that's that's pretty shocking to see those low, those grades that low and Jalen Thompson recovering that and being there for that fumble. It could have been something. I mean, it might have been too little too late. But it, yeah, these are kind of this is as far as most uneven grading. Well, I've by seen. the way, AJ Green's actually forty three point seven. So that's okay. just a, a small clerical error. Yeah, he was terrible. We all know that. We don't need PFF to tell us AJ Green was bad. Right, but to see, oh man, I mean, James Connor grade higher than. Some of these other guys, and I, I feel like you you really wanted to see you see more from James Conner, and maybe you need to decide start to kind of limit his snaps even more and go with a hotter hand in the backfield. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, it was puzzling. These are kind of puzzling. I don't, where did Kyler Murray grade? Do you remember? He was in, I think, uh, and I should probably mandate that Kyler is always mandate myself to remember that it's Kyler's always included. He was yeah. in this this maybe the low seventies, high sixties. Yeah. Wasn't terrible, but his passing grade wasn't great. His rushing grade was better. Um, play McBride already. I know that in like the that three to five snaps he played, he was he was toward the bottom of that group. Elowan, that doesn't mean anything. Let him get let him get rolling. Uh, Connor seventy two with multiple drops. Did Murphy really play bad? Bad. I didn't think the DBs played bad. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say I think defensive back play is overrated. I don't. I think it's important. But right. when you don't have any semblance of a pass rush, don't talk to me about how a defensive back is playing or not. And I know Vince well, Joseph was on the record this week saying we got to have covered sacks, right? Yeah. I watch front fours for those two teams playing Sunday night football in Denver and the um, 49ers. Those those teams can get after you with four people. The Cardinals can't do that. It's been a long time since the Cardinals could do that. That's a problem for Arizona. And I don't know how you fix that this year because the guys you have are the guys you have. You can manipulate. You can, you know, bring pressure in different ways. And Vance has always been good about getting the most out of the pass rush. This year, though, with the personnel limitations, I think it's – unless you do something drastic like moving Simmons to outside linebacker, I think it's too – 
too dire of a situation. I think this is what the pass rush is. We barely see see any snaps so far through three weeks from Victor Dumakeji. He, he was very limited as far as a guy that we saw really play well in the preseason and, and continues to be kind of stopped by guys like Devon Kennard, which is frustrating. I I, I kind of disagree, um, okay. and I'm not like a, a Vance uh, stand by any means. Uh, you, you are, know? <laughs> man, you are. You love him. But I I buy more. Emma's disgusted that I use that <laughs> word. But as as far as uh, I think the coverage, I mean, you remember when Zayvon Collins flushed Matthew Stafford out of the pocket and he was able to find immediately a wide open receiver in, in the field like that can't happen. Like when when Matthew Stafford was actually under pressure and there was a couple times he had guys wide open, wide yeah. open. It wasn't a lot of time. They, I mean, he was immediately flushed out of the pocket and he was immediately able to find guys downfield and they were backbreaking plays. Uh, I, I just think that it is a big cover cover issue. Like th- there's just guys in short amount of time that can't stick with wide receivers and opposing teams are making big plays on them. Not just like, not just like dink and dunk plays, not just like shovel passes to the running back or finding a tight end who happens to be open in the middle field, like just backbreaking third down conversions that just crush this defense. Mart's in the chat. Why aren't Cam Thomas and Maze Sanders getting snaps? No. Vance doesn't trust them. Question mark. That's exactly it. No. Uh, Isaiah Simmons was the top 10 pick his rookie season did not play as a rookie. Uh, Zayvon Collins last year was promised by the GM on draft night. You're going to play Cliff Kingsbury in the opening press conference. He did not come here to red shirt. He did not play what 20% of the snaps as a rookie. It is a, it's a Vance Joseph problem. Now it's also a Cliff Kingsbury problem with the likes of Trey McBride, but you could maybe make an argument. You've got Zach Ertz. They signed him. They didn't really consider that Trey McBride was going to be an option. But when you use first-round picks on premium positions that you feel like are going to be centerpieces of your defense, and you spend the entire offseason, six to eight months, saying, we got to do this. We're going to do this. These guys are going to be highlighted. And then they get benched for Ben Neiman and Nick Vigil. I I, I just, for for me, it's like Vance Joseph is probably wants to go down with the players he believes in, and I respect that. But if you're Steve Kime, like, I don't know how you l- allow that to continue. If you're Cliff Kingsbury, like, fool me once, shame on you. This yeah. is who Vance Joseph is. And he is not good at developing young talent. He just yeah. isn't. And, and I'm not a big believer in, like, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? In, in 91, Clay Combe, I completely agree with you, man. I mean, as far as Whitaker being out there and, and the game that he had, can we please – can we at least see Trayvon Mullen, who had no defensive snaps? Zero. Zero defensive snaps. He played like eight special thank teams. God, thank God he was active, Bo. Thank God. I mean, for what for? It's like, hey, go out there and, and figure it out. You're, you're going to get a good grasp of this defense being on the sideline and, and really figure it out between the ears by just Ooh. watching from the same place you've watched the last three weeks. Put, please put Trayvon Mullen out there. I'm going to make a statement right now, and it's going to come off controversial. I hope it doesn't. Vance Joseph is is not a great teacher of football to young players. He does not simplify his defense enough. Like the best defensive coordinators, the Todd Bowles of the world, right? The best that can get the most out of their players. Take it easy. I just don't think I don't think he's a good teacher of young players, and he doesn't know what to do, and he gets he probably gets impatient. Yeah, does he have a tolerance for it? I I don't know if he does. Screw it. I mean, it's like we all get impatient. We get impatient with our kids. We get impatient with whatever, right? But right. you have to you have to persevere. If you're Vance, you're getting paid to do this, man. You're you know you you've been around for four years. This is everybody knows your defense. Everybody knows your shit. Like let's 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 see some progress from these young players. Not only not just the rookies. Like you want to sell me Cam Thomas and Maje Sanders can't come in because they're 
You played at Cincinnati and San Diego State. Like, I can buy that. But Zayvon Collins has been a member of this organization for 12 months. Isaiah Simmons has been here forever, for almost as long as Vance Joseph has been here. So I, I'm sorry. If, if, I, I have a hard time believing, and I'm sure Steve Kime feels this way, which is why they will not release him or cut him or whatever, that Isaiah Simmons would leave and get with somebody who knew what the hell he was doing and mm-hmm. fix Isaiah Simmons and make him the player, maybe not what we thought he would be, but a very good starting NFL player, linebacker, safety, whatever. Right. And that's yeah. a direct indictment of Vance Joseph. And if you're Steve Kime, here's what I'll say about Steve Kime. Like, are you going to go down with Vance Joseph, not playing your rookies, or are you going to make a change? If I'm Steve Kime, I'm well, going to say, you know what, this is this is not this is not working. I need somebody to make play a change. I mean, I, hey, look, the defense wasn't the big issue yesterday. I mean, the defense played well enough to win that game. When when you have Kyler Murray and what you've invested dollars to on the offense, and what you've do- dollars on the defense, I mean, that's that's the not injuries. Unbe- but I I almost give the offense a, not a full pass. There's too many injuries on offense. There's too many injuries with the receiving They ran like court. 90 plays. They just couldn't cash it in. It's not It's not on Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph's defense, actually, they, they were put on short no, field. To they start got, the, he got they left out with the blocked. Blue Baker force Hold on. with the one-yard Hold on. line. Hold on, Johnny. Yeah. They, they get the punt blocked. So the Rams come out on a short field. They put up 13 points in the first quarter. And then there's nothing that's done until the third quarter no from the Rams' te- offense. No nothing. significant interceptions. No they don't flip field position. They, they all they did was get three and outs for like three consecutive series. That's not no. good enough for you. Well, they're they're statistically they're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Well, but like, they were great for that span and enough time for the Arizona Cardinals to get back in the game. I'm but not offensively, dismi- I'm they not dismissing the offense at all. No, no. But I at least have more faith in the offense because I know who's coming back, and I know DeAndre Hopkins is going to get the football. I don't know if Zayvon Collins is going to play again. Like I, I, I want to believe. I'm still encouraged by Isaiah. That might be stupid, but excuse I, me, Isaiah Simmons. I'm okay. Isaiah Simmons. Whatever. Okay, I, but I know we're gonna get some horses back on offense, and and then I feel like the offense will figure it out because I've seen them do it. Like Vance Joseph is playing journeyman linebackers and pass rushers in critical games to save people's jobs. Devon Kennard and Ben Neiman and Tanner Vallejo and Nick Vigil should not be anywhere near your starting defense in 2020. It's a, it's a platter of ham sandwiches. Th- that, those three names, it's just a, a platter you get at Safeway of just ham sandwich after ham sandwich. And You know, just- I wish I was on an OG product right now because <laughs> I, I definitely would be having a much better time. But I'm with you, man. I, I The offense needs to be better, too. No one's, right. no one's without blame. Well, yesterday, that, that's the storyline, I think. But it, let me say yeah. that, I mean, as far as every draft season, and in this past draft season uh, is, is the main example of this, it's like, why do they even draft need? Why would you draft? The, the, the need this offseason was to fear, find somebody to, to rush the passer, and they utilized two picks on it. But why do you pick them if you don't anticipate playing them? Like, we didn't know that, but the organization have to had, had to have had some idea so, like, going forward, when you look at the needs on this roster, you don't even need to look at them because you got to address needs by the time these guys are playing two, three years down the road. Ian Rappaport, friend of this program, shameless mm-hmm. plug, also very in tune with the Cardinal organization, broke the Kyler Murray addendum, talks mm-hmm. to Steve Kine. Ian Rappaport talks to Steve Kine and Cliff Kingsbury. We know that definitively. Put out a tweet when they cut Devon Kennard saying they love what they're seeing from their young pass rushers. And then, like clockwork, 10 to 12 days later, they brought him back. We're the young pass rushers. That's a Vance Joseph problem, that he gets cold feet before the the game, the season begins. It's like, I can't. These guys are just going to – they're not going to get it done. 
I got to have my old buddy DK back in there. DK with his one tackle, but his shiny <laughs> PFF grade. But now it's frustrating. I'm going to tell you what's not frustrating, Bo Brock, is getting a COVID-19 vaccine. They're free for everybody, five and up. Those 12 and older are also eligible for the booster. It's one of the easiest things you can do. It doesn't take hardly any time. All you got to do, visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. I was looking at, uh, just outside the window here, and we've got some incredibly comfortable and good-looking just lounge chairs set up for Monday night football. I'm going to watch a nice showdown in the NFC East between the G-Men and the Cowboys. Can't wait to venture out there and hang out and just enjoy the more, more furniture. You can get in your hands on some more furniture deals as well for their fall sale. Check out morefurniture.com. That's morefurniture.com. And what's up? So I, I want to bring up something here. So bring back Jordan Hicks, according to Brian. And... <laughs> It's interesting. Jordan Hicks was due, what, five, six million dollars for this team and taken a couple pay cuts. And uh, Cardinals have about five million dollars in cap space right now. So they absolutely could have kept Jordan Hicks if they wanted to. And we all thought at the time, well, they're cutting him so they can play the young linebackers. Funny. We all thought Nick Vigil was hanging around maybe to take those premium snaps away from Isaiah Simmons and company. And that's exactly what happens. And that brings us to trending up, trending down with the Arizona Cardinals after week three. I'm in a Debbie Downer mood. Let's start with trending down, Emma, producer Emma, if we could. Here's what I feel is kind of ass, Bo Brock, with the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> After week three, uh, we talked about it. Zach Ertz, my guy, you got to catch those touchdown passes. Not ideal. He has not looked explosive. I remember last year, he's like burning people against Houston. Where's the yak? Where's the yards after catch? Where are the touchdowns? Well, he directly impacts the Cardinals' inability to score touchdowns. They're one of the worst teams in converting scores after three weeks. And maybe you can blame that on the two gentlemen to my right, Vance Joseph, Cliff Kingsbury. Bull Brock, what do you think of my choices trending down this week? I really like it. Uh, the Zach Ertz one was, is, is, was very frustrating. Somebody that I had chosen to be the offensive player of the game and, and certainly could have. Uh, if he made more of his 10 targets that he saw. So back-to-back games with double-digit targets for Zach Ertz and just not as uh, impactful as he was in the second half against the Ravens as, or Raiders as he was against the Rams. Six catches, 45 yards, as he said, some glaring, um, just not, not necessarily drops, but he just didn't come up with the football. And when you pay a guy the, cali- the amount of money that he was paid this offseason – you got to come up with those plays for your quarterback. I, I don't know. I don't think Kyler Murray was talking directly to Zach Ertz when he's saying he's going to be awake when you're playing with me, but more addressing the offense as a whole. Like he's going to go out there and he's going to scramble and he's going to make plays that most quarterbacks can't. And you have to reciprocate that. You have to make your, you have to do your job as well. And Kyler didn't see enough of it. I mentioned that all the names Connor, Ertz, AJ Green. Uh, Andy Isabella, guys who had opportunities to make plays for this team, and they didn't. Yeah, and I think it's why a lot of people question, like, you're going, you're running it back with a bunch of veterans that are older in the spring with James Conner and A.J. Green and Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. What I will say is I think A.J. Green, or excuse me, Zach Ertz, will be able to slide back into his his primary role. When, when again, I sound like a broken record, Hopkins comes back, Antoine Wesley comes back, Rondell Moore comes back. Zach Ertz right now, outside of Hollywood Brown, Greg Dorch is like the focal point of your offense. He's averaging the most targets of anybody. It's it's where Trey McBride is streaking across the back of the end zone, and James he, he decides to check down the James Conner. And if you watch the play, and and he's got the the pressure and the pocket is collapsing a little bit on Kyler Murray, and he doesn't see Trey McBride at eighty five, who's barely been in there, played five snaps, he's played six snaps overall. 
I think that there's good like if he doesn't have the repetition of, of seeing Trey McBride open that often, I think that's a problem. But also the safety decided to jump down on James Conner instead of following Trey McBride. So I think that Kyler anticipated the safety following Trey McBride and thought he was going to have James Conner. Sometimes plays just don't work. It's not a matter of just, hey, you missed the open guy. Uh, but things definitely need to get cleaned up in the red zone for the Cardinals because they they just can't be shut out again as far as uh, not finding pay dirt. How about put up as many plays as they did on Sunday? How about that direct snap to James Conner and that that one possession in the red zone where Kyler Murray wasn't even involved? I thought James Conner might have thrown the ball to Kyler Murray, and it was the direct snap, and they ended up not scoring a touchdown in that possession. Their 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 red zone offense is is not ideal right now. It's not yeah. in a good place at all. And no. I think that last year they were able to kind of play bully ball a little bit as it relates to, I don't know, this team, this offensive line. They could push people around, and it just made things easier. Brian Abdallah, love you, brother. $2 super chat. Not necessary, but very much appreciated. As Bo and I fumble through your last name. Uh, right. Hollywood and Isabella, deep passes, points left on the field. That Isabella play, I did not put him in trending down this week because I'm just I'm at the point I can't deal with it. I him stopping. Can you trend out. further than the earth? Like can you go below surface at this point? I mean it's a, I asked Cliff today. I asked Cliff today, I was like, AJ Green's out like what did you see from Andy yesterday? And what do you think? Is he going to have a bigger role potentially with this offense? Yeah. Just, and he was just like, he gave me the stock answer. Like we, we like what he did in preseason and we'll see. He, he also mentioned he hopes to see Rondell Moore this week, who we haven't seen since the hamstring injury before week one. So, you know, I, I'm sure Cliff is dropping down on his knees each and every night, praying that Rondell Moore's hamstring uh, gets a little bit healthier. So he doesn't have to rely on Andy Isabella, who that play, on third down, what was it third and nine? And he and, and Kyler throws deep to him, and he just stops his route. I mean, how does that happen? And, and Andy Isabella drew three PI in, uh, flags in the preseason. He did a very good job in doing. I'm gonna stop that. you right there. Pre preseason, preseason. What, what's the difference? Just run, continue your route. Uh, what would you imagine <laughs> that film session is like today with Andy Isabella having to look Kyler Murray and Ken Dorsey? Ken Dorsey I, I after the Bills. That is a critical sequence. They fumbled away. Uh, let's not let's not talk about the negatives. Let's talk about the positives. Let's talk about who's okay. up for the Arizona Cardinals on this football team. Hollywood Brown, what can you say? 14 catches, 140 yards. I think it was almost perfect on the day. Acrobatic catches. People were giving him grief. He dropped that. Uh, would have been game winner last week, even though the Cardinals won. This guy's the real deal. They've made a lot of bad moves over the course of the last 12 months, that being Steve Kime. Uh, Hollywood Brown was not one of them. Uh, Greg Dorch. I mean, how can you not love Greg Dorch? What he did right before half, Kyler Murray rolling out and hitting him seamlessly. He is just an our GM Saul Bookman said it like he is Steve Smith reincarnated. It's like a Steve Smith 2.0 poor man, Steve Smith. And I, it's early. I don't want to jump to conclusions here. One of the best free agent undrafted players they've ever had in this time era that is immediately come in and help them right away. And then Devon Kennard. I'm not uh, Devon Kennard. Yes. He had one tackle. Um, I was in the mindset, like, what does he give you on the roster? He has some value now. Like, he's he's put together solid games enough where if they have some packages, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight. Like, he had that pursuit yesterday that led to a tackle for loss. Like, he is not 
not worthy of a roster spot. 53-man roster, trending up my blood pressure. I know that. He's done. Oh he should not be relied as a three-down linebacker, but the old Vance, the Vance I, I, I grew to love the last two years, would put him in a position to be successful and then sub him out, let one of the young horses go in and, and get a sack. I completely with, uh, agree with Brian. Like J.J. Watt got the second sack of the season for this defense yesterday. How do, and you put Devon Kennard? Well, I think I picked JJ last. I'm trying to diversify here. I'm looking for silver linings. I, I want how much is Devon Kennard paying you? Well, he's not. Uh, he probably hates this show because Bo and I have celebrated the Cardinals potentially moving off of him a couple different times. I the PFF grades uh, in and of itself, whatever. Put that aside. He was fine yesterday. If he if he produces the next couple of weeks and gets better. What is that double down like? on this? Pressures? <laughs> I don't know. A sack? What is Steve Kime like? What kind of Stockholm syndrome has he just beaten into you? You're you're just gonna the Devon Kennard is trending up. It wasn't. I mean, it was a brutal performance, especially offensively. But what is what is trending up? I agree with that, Omar. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, I just don't know how DK made that list. That uh, I, we need to start. All right, can, can I, you run these by me before I the show? I do not. I like <laughs> I, no, 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 Johnny. As soon as I saw it, it took me a solid like five minutes of looking at it. I was like, really? You really want this guy? But like, I'm not gonna ask questions. Yeah. I had about okay, like five so minutes be, before the show. Thank you, Marcus. I, I am you know? trying to just be positive here. It's right. Silver line. We're not gonna shill out. All right, this is not a shill program. We're gonna call it like we see it. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a, he had a decent day yesterday. He was trying. You guys tell me get off the defense. Well, he played a lot yesterday, and the defense was better. So that's who I picked. He gets an attendance award. He he was in attendance. He, <laughs> he got he got his name called. For <laughs> he got it. He gets a gold star. But look, Greg Dortch, the the play you mentioned right before half. This team's down thirteen to three, and he goes and he makes the thirty yard catch, the biggest play of the game, yardage wise for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, takes the shot, shot to the legs. And and puts them in field goal range. They're able to put points on the board before going to the locker room. Unbelievable. Continues to make those plays. Comes out and plays the rest of the second half after taking that shot. He is the epitome of what's going to start to change things and trend them in the right direction for this Cardinals organization. Get more if they had if they had fifty two more Greg Dorches, they'd be in a great spot going forward. Johnny, if it was just a team of Greg Dorches and Devon Kennards. This this team would be unbeatable. It's sad, isn't it? It's sad. You, you wish you could insert Greg Dortz's moxie and toughness yeah. into about 10 to 12 other guys because you know what? His ability got him undrafted. And mm-hmm. you can't measure how much a guy wants it. It's cliche. I'm going to say it anyway. You can't measure that young man's heart. And he went out there and he balled. And every time he took some shots yesterday, he took some licks. And I'm like, he's out. They're done. Took that shot before the halftime, came back in. Right. Cardinals don't have enough gamers like that. And that's that's the difference. Right. Like we talk about it at nauseum. There are top heavy teams. The Cardinals were a little bit top heavy last year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Omar, Omar Lopez. I'm sorry, my man. I, Marcus is Marcus is he's he's actually he's he gets what you're saying. Should I should I conclude by saying Devon Kennard? This will probably be the only time you make this list. I'm happy for you. You played better yesterday. So you're trending up. It's hard. It's hard to go for. Any lower than he where he was? Can we say that? Yeah, no, that's great. Look at you. Look at look at it. Look at DK. Uh, maybe Johnny took an OGs before the show. It's possible. Wouldn't be the no. first. He just did something. They're doing something completely different though, and and they're helping out people. 
get to sleep and stay asleep. They've got their brand new sleep edition gummy, and you don't want to sleep on these. You get it? You don't. You don't want to sleep on these. Yeah, you heard us right. OG's is now flavoring dreams along with flavoring life. Two to one THC to CBN ratio gummy. You don't need to go to weed college to figure this one out because I'm going to explain it to you. CBN is the compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. And the Sleep Edition gummy, it's delicious. It's their aqua berry flavor. You want to try it out. Highly recommend you check it out. OG's brands, ogbrands.com online. Of course, on Instagram as well. You can find them, their local products at your local dispensary. It is a Arizona Cannabis Kitchen. You got to be 21 years or older to purchase. I want to talk to everybody about one of our favorite new providers, new advertisers here at PHNX because it's near and dear to my heart because I use it all the time. It's Underdog Fantasy. It's fantastic. We use it every weekend right before kickoff. You can bet on your favorite players, statistics, promotions, whatever. You can search in the App Store, click in the link in the show notes, sign up with promo code PHNX. Get this. Underdog is going to sign up and double your first deposit. They did it with mine. I deposited 100 I got 100 back. That's only at Underdog Fantasy using that promo code PHNX. Get in the action today. There is money to be made. We want you to make it here, but you got to use that promo code PHNX with Underdog Fantasy. Get to more of some of these comments here. We suck again, classy nasty. Well, listen, it's a long season, right? And I think the, the moral of our of our spiel here today is people need to be held accountable. But also, the season is not lost. I would say, you look around the landscape of the NFL, would you rather be the Raiders right now in that division, 0-3 with Josh McDaniels? Or would you rather be the Cardinals in what Bo Brock, a lot of people thought, was very similar division? They got three teams that are 1-2 and two in the NFC West. And yeah, the LA Rams are 2-1. and one, But, I mean, the LA Rams, they beat you again yesterday. You're 1-11 against McVay. But, I mean, like, get a couple pieces back. This division is not lost. And I, I, I can't stress that enough. And I said this on the postgame show yesterday. The San Francisco 49ers were dead and buried last year at 3-5. and five. The Cardinals went into Santa Clara and destroyed them. And they went to the NFC Championship game. Now, you want to talk about they're a second-half team, the Cardinals aren't? Well, maybe this is the year they change it, Bo Brock. Yeah, I mean, it would... It would have They have to buck the trend and change the narrative, and that's going to be tougher and easier said than done. Uh, and, and it starts with this week. As Cliff Kingsbury said, they're on the Carolina, but... Actions are going to have to be louder than the words here as far as the Arizona Cardinals because nobody's believing them any longer. Uh, according to Howard Balzer, the Cardinals against the Carolina Panthers, you don't need to read his article to, to figure this out, that they've struggled against Carolina, but he adds more context to it as he does so well. They've won six consecutive games over Arizona, including playoff games in 14 and 15. Carolina's won the last four regular seasons by a combined score of 133 to 71, including 34-10 last year. If that game looks any any clo- anywhere close to last year's game with Colt McCoy starting, where they're just not competitive from the start, like then we're going to really have to start to assess the, the real problem with this franchise. Matt Rule cannot go 3-0 against Cliff Kingsbury. Matt Rule, who a lot of people feel like is probably going to be done after this year in Carolina. Baker Mayfield still didn't look great last weekend. They have to find a way to stop Christian McCaffrey, Bo Brock. They have to find a way to score points against a defense that has some quality players. The Cardinals wanted Derek Brown and went a pick before, ironically enough, Isaiah Simmons. He's playing well. They've got, uh, I think, uh, what's the the first-round corner playing well for them? They've got a bunch of talent on that team defensively. The Cardinals cannot 
go into this game again where they're playing from behind for four quarters. It, they have to play their most complete game. Mark in the chat says, I accept our future results. The management has done zilch to improve. And I think, Mark, you're absolutely correct in your thought process that this team did not do a lot in the offseason to get people excited. They ran it back. They made some tweaks. And outside of really Hollywood Brown, who is playing well, this is this is J.C. Horn. Thank you, Jordan. This is who we got. And I think the fan, we fans, in my opinion, never been smarter because we have more analytics. We have more video. We have more technology. If you're Steve Kime and you're Cliff Kingsbury and you're Michael Bidwell, like it's bad. It's bad when you go out and spend a bunch of money. It doesn't work, but at least you made an attempt. It's it's hard to sell your fans. We've lost this many games at home and we didn't spend any money in the offseason on external free agents. And, you know, we're starting one and two, potentially one and three. That's not a good look, Bo Brock. No, it's not. You just have to score 17 points again against Matt Rule. That seems okay. to be that's, that's the sweet spot. That's the sweet spot. I don't I think he's either got one win career when the opposition scores more than 17 points, which just isn't a lot. Um, but he's either got one or zero wins. It's not a lot. And the Arizona Cardinals, the offense has to have a bounce back game regardless. And look, it's just the trends say if you can score 17 or more points, you're a big fat winner against the Carolina Panthers. It would do wonders for this team. And I, I believe what Cliff says, I mean, to come out after all of this two and two, it, it is, it is uh, pretty much Shawshank redemption. You're just kind of going through all that shit to get on the other side and find a little freedom. You've got freedom right now to go to gophnx.com, become a member, $59.95 for the entire year. And guess what? It's going to comp you a free T-shirt from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Check this out, our brand-new Hollywood Hills sign atop Camelback Mountain. These are the hottest new release tees at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. It's a brand-new release. It's fantastic. We also have the Touchdown Celebration T-shirt Little Baby Yoda Touchdown Celebration t-shirt. We love it. We love our, our partners, and we love gophnx.com. Check out the locker. Become a member today. Read the work of my many talented peers, including Bull Brock, Howard Balzer, and more. We're getting geared up for week three. We're getting geared up for uh, Coyote Suns coming up. You can check all that out and more at gophnx.com. All right, Bull Brock, final thoughts. Putting a bow on the old week three loss to the L.A. Rams. What do you need to see from the Cardinals this week to make you feel good about this team potentially contending in 2022? This offense coming out of the gates, showing that they can be a top-tier offense in the NFL. Scoring's down across the league, but the Arizona Cardinals need to be a part of that trend kind of going the other direction. And Kyler Murray and his offense, they haven't looked right. You, you like what they've done as far as how many plays they've gotten out there, how many, you know, sustaining some drives in the second half of the last two weeks, but they need to cash out. They need to get a lead and they need to play ahead. Maybe then we can start to see them incorporate the run game a little bit. That's been a really has, hasn't been a conversation that we've had all season long. Uh, getting out and, and really having that fast start that they've been talking about for the last two weeks. It has to happen this week in week four against Carolina. Brian says just get some first downs, right? I, I think Mart says we need to put some points up early. I think most people are looking at the offense because, again, we don't want to think about a, a fate of Baker Mayfield getting torn up uh, or tearing up this defense. And here's what I will say. The Cardinals have faced three Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks or better each of the first three weeks. They got two World Series champions in Matthew Stafford and Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr, who who they did Super Bowl. I'm sorry, uh, world champion. Yeah, and then Derek Carr in week two. 
right? Pro Bowl level quarterback. That's not Baker Mayfield. That's part of the reason Kyler Murray is 2-0 and against him, as is Cliff Kingsbury. But they also lost last year to Cam Newton when he was washed at State Farm Stadium. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think we're going to be sitting in a bad way if it's the first quarter and Carolina jumps out to an early lead because you start to think about how those players are going to feel not again. Woe is me. Kyler, come save us, right? We can't make any, we can't do anything right. Whereas, like, it feels like if you get up early on Carolina, I know they won this week, like that team more than likely you can get them to quit, right? They they yeah. are not bought in on Matt Rule. The Cardinals need to step on the gas this week. There's no excuses, Bo Brock. Not at all. They, they were able to limit New Orleans to 14 points. So, you know, Kyler Murray's way better than Jameis Winston. He has to prove it on Sunday on the road. Uh, they backed themselves into this corner. You know, you can say what, how, how poorly they performed against Matt rule in Carolina. Um, but they, they, now they have to just, this is a big win. This is not a must win, but this is a big win that is, is right there for them to take on Sunday. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, PHNX sports, Follow us on Twitter, PHNX underscore Cardinals. We are back. Audio only episode dropping. Manana, Damien Anderson, our guy running back for the Arizona Cardinals, is back on Wednesday. Loaded week of coverage here on PHNX Cardinals. Let's get it dubbed. See you guys.